Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So we thought we would talk with State Representative Sid Kabulich and get his thoughts on it. How are you, my friend? Speaking of unbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> well, I was kind of uh, being uh, <laughs> uh, uh, referring to myself. I oh, okay. To you, my good friend. <laughs> oh, dear. We, uh, we have well, a... Del- you, you know, we go back so far. Yeah. That, uh, and we've had some uh, great experiences work-wise and uh, uh, almost... Believe it or not, I also I always consider you as uh, kind of a mentor because uh, you're the one that uh, uh, way back when I started in radio, we were uh, we collaborated on stories and on news uh, information and um, learned uh, quite a few things from you. Well, so. well, I appreciate that. Maybe today I'm going to learn some more things from you. <laughs> well, let's hope so. <laughs> uh, and, and the big question on everybody's mindset is. Um, how, how are we going to make up a $2 billion gap? And, and secondly, isn't, isn't it unconstitutional to, to have an unbalanced budget in Pennsylvania? Well, that's, and again, that's what it is. We are supposed to have a balanced budget, but while you may have a balanced budget, you also have to have the spending plan to make that budget balance. And that's what I tell everybody. When constituents come up to me or people on the street come up to me and they ask me, or they say, oh, gee, I see you guys passed a budget. Sure, but the budget means nothing if you don't have the money to pay for it. And you could easily compare that to your own household. You could budget for whatever you want. You could budget for dinner out every night. You could budget for a movie every week. You could budget for a brand new TV. But if you don't have the money to pay for it, then what's going to happen? That deficit that you have, same thing with the government, is going to grow and grow and grow. So unless you have a job or a recurring fund or a recurring source of income, then how are you going to pay for these things? And that's what we don't have right now in Pennsylvania. And that's what we haven't had for the past few years. And, uh, and that's where it's up to us. So we get frustrated. I mean, we, uh, I want to be at work. My colleagues on both sides of the aisle want to be at work, but look at it this way. Also, we have Pennsylvania is such a large state, and we do have a large legislature. We are now in the process. Uh, we are in the. Um, uh, we have to pass uh, uh, in a, in several consecutive terms a um, a constitutional law that would allow us to reduce the number of uh, representatives in both the Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. We have done that for the last two terms, and then once one more term, and then it will go to a referendum. And um, but. Again, that'll probably, if it does take place, which I'm optimistic that it will, 
will happen after the 2020 census. But anyway, getting back to I'm, I'm getting uh, I'm going around uh, <laughs> the, the back door on this one. But uh, you have Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, one type of population. You have northeastern Pennsylvania. You have the rural areas of Pennsylvania. When you have 203 members in the House and 50 members in the Senate, do, do you wonder? Uh, you, you, you shouldn't wonder why we have so much trouble coming to a consensus. We have a lot of members from a lot of different areas and such specific areas because there are so many of us that um, that it's hard to come to a conclusion or come to a settlement when in, in things like the budget. Okay, what what's the general feeling? Let's get from both sides of the aisle. What do the Democrats want to do to make up the two billion, and what do the Republicans want to do to take up or make up the two billion? Well, I think. From I'll speak from the Democratic side, um, and, and I I don't want to talk shale tax immediately okay. because um, I think before or in the same breath as shale tax, we should talk a responsible energy policy in Pennsylvania, which will allow us to use uh, all of the resources that we have for our energy. Um, and right now, with production down. Uh, a shale tax, I don't think is going to generate enough. Okay. Um, but if we do put in a shale tax, it's got to be equivalent or the same as the surrounding states or states which are similar to us. If we try a 6 or 7% Marcellus shale tax, it's going to be way too high. A 4% shale tax, okay. But again, until our pipelines open... Uh, we're not going to generate the money that we would have in the past six or seven years through that. We need to close loopholes for big corporations. They need to pay their fair share. Now, we do have the highest corporate net income tax in the country at 9.9%. Let's reduce that. Let's get it down to a 4.99 or a 5.99. Mm -hmm. Let's attract more business. Let's bring business in. But these companies, when they come in, and these large corporations should expect to, to take their fair share of the tax burden. And a, a small business, a small mom-and-pop business, or you and I, shouldn't pay more tax than a large corporation. They don't want to even use any big names as, yeah, uh, let's, okay. let's say, big box or big corporations. And I don't mean rates. I mean actual dollars. Um, let's eliminate tax exemptions for special interests. Um, I'm on the finance committee, and I do have to say I'm guilty of voting for certain tax exemptions. But overall, uh, at a time like this, when we need to come up with this recurring revenue, um, let's kind of place a moratorium on our uh, on our tax exemptions, so that we can um, so that we can balance this budget and fund our. Um, fund the uh the 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 uh, or get the revenue that we need right. um go ahead i'm sorry I, I was gonna say that well you know the governor has the line item veto couldn't yeah. he have uh found some some fat in the budget i mean it's not any one thing it's it, it has to be a bunch of things to add up to the two yeah. billion bucks couldn't he find yeah. some things in in the budget that you know saying you know what we just can't afford this and just line it out? And, and some of us in the, the rank and file are surprised that they didn't do that. Again, I haven't spoken to the governor personally. Mm -hmm. uh, we thought that's what would happen. He would blue line some of the items. and then. But again, 
the the fact that to to keep cutting again i don't want to sound like a uh, the, the the old tax and spend democrat but we can't while we can't continue to tax people to death it's hard to cut our way to a budget as well um like right now we didn't pass the uh, there's a lot of people that feel we should not uh, appropriate 600 million total dollars to Penn State, Pitt, right. Temple. I, I've seen and, that. Uh, yes, the universe. That's a, that's a lot of money, especially when we look at some of these school and the tuition rates going up and um, with some of the endowments that some of these colleges have. Um, so, there, again, getting back to what you asked, there is uh, there was some surprise that the governor didn't blue line some of the items. Now we talk about even the... Um, even the uh, the cutting of the legislature, sure, there's there's a lot of money in the rainy days fund, but there are some uh, that that we have to to run the legislature if we need it in times like this when we don't have a budget done on time. But I mean, there there are other, um, for example, uh, there's certain things that we shouldn't do. There's word uh, there was talk about a gross receipts tax, and uh, one of the things would be a tax on. Um, on cable television. Now, if there is one thing that I hear from everyone that I speak to, it's cable television is too high. Cable internet is too high the way it is. It is. Um, how could we possibly put, uh, because you know a gross receipts tax on businesses is going to be passed immediately onto the consumer. Mm -hmm. And I have a cable bill. I don't want to see that. I, uh, when I go to, if I want to buy a ticket for the, the, the rail riders or the penguins, or if I want to see a concert up at Montage or down at the arena, I don't want to pay a tax on that either. I mean, it's reason. So we've got to, I did look at, uh, one of the things that, uh, my staff and I have looked at and, um, and this is now when you first hear it, uh, you may think that Pennsylvania has the lowest beer tax in the country. Okay. We are less than a nickel a gallon. And if we even raise that a couple of cents, we could raise several hundred million dollars that could go. Now, um, again, we're talking about raising a tax, but we're also talking about the fact that we are the lowest in the country. And there are some that, that are 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, a dollar higher than us. We've got to start looking at other places to get this recurring revenue rather than just keep going back to the, the middle class, the, the working class, and hurting these people. Uh, talk, you talk about the uh, House Bill 76. We've also got to do something about, um, about property tax yeah, what, What's going what's to happen with that? Uh, are you in favor of that? Rob, I voted. I was one of the original members of the Finance Committee that voted to bring that out of committee and get it to the floor. I have always been a sponsor of House Bill 76, co-sponsor, mm -hmm. because even though the bill, it needs some work, it's not going to get any work unless it comes out of committee, it gets to the full house, and we discuss it, we work on it, we amend it, and we do something. But I have had stories that are heartbreaking. People who come into my office, one gentleman came in, he said, I'm at the end of the line. He said, Lackawanna County has been, uh, has worked with me the last two years. And now they, I, 
there's just nowhere I can go there. They're, uh, they say they can't do it anymore. He says, it's not that I don't want to pay my taxes. He says, I can't. He said, I can't pay my taxes because I, I have to, I just don't make the money to pay them. But I need them, I need help in, um, in either uh, doing a payment plan mm-hmm. or something. But that shouldn't be. We shouldn't have people coming in and saying, I, a person who has a mortgage paid for and has their house paid for should in no way lose their house because they can't pay property taxes. And that is one of the... Um, one of the, uh, if tragedy is too is too strong of a word, that's one of the tragedies since I've been in office that we haven't done anything. And I thought for sure, and I still think that by the end of this term next year, we're going to have to do something because uh, it's it's one of the real crises facing our people and facing this Commonwealth today is the high property taxes. Sid, can I ask you to hang on for a minute? Sure. All right. All right. Uh, We're talking with uh, State Representative Sid Kavulich about our budget, finding ways to pay for it. And of course, uh, (laughs) property taxes, all of this is uh, affecting each and every one of us. About uh, two and a half more minutes to spend with uh, State Representative Sid Kabulich. Uh, the main question, uh, Sid, before I turn things back over to you, I'll, I'll throw out some of the comments that I'm getting uh, by text message. I had them text, so it'll save us some time. Sure. Most of it centers around throwing all of you guys out. And and the next one centers around uh, all of you guys taking pay cuts. That would help. Uh, but my question to you is: So through all of this, are, are are we going to are we going to find the two the two billion dollars at some point? I think we'll find. Well, we will. We, we have to find it actually, and uh, I think. But again, it goes back to what I said right from the beginning. You know, we want to. Be, the, the majority of us, if not all of us, want to be at work, and uh, especially you know, the rank and file talk about it, and uh, we have leaders who go down and. And even though it seems like we're, um, you know, we but we wait until they come to us with yeah. a proposal from negotiating, and um, it does get frustrating. It really does, and because we we're there to help the constituency, even though it doesn't seem that way. And um, uh, it, but it's not it, because again, as I talked, the diversity. And the fact that you're negotiating, I have some very, very good friends uh, across the aisle. And uh, we agree on some things. We disagree on other things. And that's where I think maybe all of us should be in a room discussing things, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but then again, then it gets like the bar room on a Saturday night when uh, everybody has an opinion and, um, and everybody just starts yelling and screaming at everybody. Um, but, uh, again, I, if I had the answer, we have smart people in spite of what a lot of constituents think, and we have dedicated people. And um, my hope is that, uh, I mean, we, we will come to some kind of an agreement okay. sooner or later, but I wish that I was calling you from Harrisburg rather than from my local office right okay. now. Well, Sid, and, uh, we, we have to run, but what, when you guys go on break... I mean, for a long extended, why don't you come and co-host with me for an hour? I'd like to come and sit in with you, Rob, because, uh, and then we could, uh, we could talk about important things like the Yankees. Yes. (laughs) And maybe I could even persuade governor Wolf to get on the line with us. Bring him on. Or 
Actually, maybe we should talk with some of my, uh, again, uh, some of those good people across the aisle and uh, an Aaron Coffer or Karen Boback or someone even from another part of the state, and we could get both views, and we can kind of have a, a little discussion and uh, we, I give promise everybody both sides. We'll set that up. It was good talking right. with you. Same here, Rob. Good luck with the show and everything. I It's always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, thanks for everything. You betcha. We'll talk soon. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 